Welcome to the One Right Church podcast, where we will discuss what it's like to believe that you attend the only right church. My name is Mark Shaw, and I spent the first 45 years of my life in the Followers of Christ Church in Oregon City, believing I was in the One Right Church. Our hope is that by simply sharing our story, that we would urge people to look to the Bible for answers instead of their religious traditions. We want to encourage people to trust in Jesus for their salvation and not in attending the One Right Church. Let's get started. Hey, Scott. How you doing, Mark? Good. Well, I got a message uh, today from someone reached out, had been listening to it's always nice when somebody bit. listens to the podcast. You, yeah. You never really know, you know, yeah. how that is. So yeah. thank you, whoever that was. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, I'm, I'm working on getting back to them. I haven't been able to yet, but they, their, their message just got me thinking about, uh, some things at followers and basically he was, he was talking about just the differences on how people leave even like some people leave by choice. Um, this person was voicing that they kind of feel like they did not leave by choice, that they were just not wanted there anymore. And um, so that it, it got me thinking about the differences, the, the kind of the double standards. So somebody, so what you're saying is somebody, the same thing could happen to two different people. Yeah. One could stay and one would have to go or two, the same thing happened to one person, one would choose to leave and the other would, be forced to leave or something. Is that what? Well, what it's saying? not. Um, no, I, I think I think the difference that he was pointing out is like mm-hmm. the people that we have interviewed on here have told their story about coming to faith in Jesus and that uh, taking them to uh, away from followers and going somewhere else, choosing to leave to follow Jesus, where he's saying um, that that was not his his story. Uh, he feels like that he, uh, because of some circumstances, was was no longer welcome there, and and was commenting about that. And I'll have more discussions with him about it. But okay. it it just got me thinking about um, more what you were just saying that um, two people could get sick at followers, for example. Okay, and one would be looked at as doing it right, the other one would be looked at as doing it wrong. And and it depended on, it was kind of all about who you know. Oh, so, so yeah. you get sick and you're doing it right? It, How yeah. does that work? So, yeah, so there's a couple I don't want different, to do it right if that's the no, case. I mean, no. yeah. Well, it, it, it starts out with... Um, how there's just a lot of things that you can do right or wrong when you are uh, the person that is sick. Uh, If you're sick for too long, people will start to question, is there something wrong with your household? Is there something, have you done something to bring this on yourself? Like morally wrong or that you did something, made some... Yeah, Yeah, where, where others, when they get sick, they're just looked at as... Um, they're just suffering faithfully. Uh, that uh, if if this person's not being healed, it's because of something they did wrong. But if this person's not being healed, this other person, then they would quote like, uh, "God's grace is sufficient for me." And they're bearing their cross, or, or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, so same sort of same yeah. timeline, same exact situation. Being sick. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Depending on who it was or who their friends were or who their family was. Right. They got a different interpretation of the same sort of experience. Is that what I'm exactly? Saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and even even the cause of the sickness. If something bad happens to one person, they they may have brought it on themselves. If something bad happens to another person, they would quote something like, "Think it not strange the fiery trials that come upon you." And I don't know. I never could figure out why doesn't that apply to everyone? To both, you know oh. why? Oh. Um, so yeah, it was just. It, it, so it, another thing, that obviously, was um, that we've talked about before with sickness. If someone ever sought medical care, um, then that was just automatically a lack of faith for mm-hmm. for one person. But for another person, it was well, he he needed to keep his job, so it was okay for oh, them to do a little that. grace and, on the one hand and not on the yeah, other. And yeah, and I, I I could just never quite figure out. Um, I always wanted to be, if it ever came my turn, I always wanted to be on the, the right side of that, you know? So I was trying to figure it out. The person who got the extra yeah, benefit I w- of the doubt. Or yeah. Something. I wanted okay. to get the extra grace. I wanted to be looked at as doing it right in people's eyes. And that's really what a lot of it came down to for me was looking at trying to figure out how do you, how do you do this right versus do this wrong? And mm-hmm. I, I never could figure. I don't have a good answer for it. I never could figure it out. But well, I'm sure you got the benefit of the doubt anyway, though, right? Because you're a swell guy and everything. Well, in some cases, in some cases I did, but in some cases, um, that's the thing. When there are double standards, is everybody has them. And, and we talked in a previous episode about all the different lines that people draw. I mean, I, I might have had a. A section of the church that I that thought you were thought okay. I was okay. Okay, interesting. But I definitely would have had it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said this on here before, but the the last name Shaw was not really um, a high status last name at followers. Oh, really? It, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was kind. Of, it was told from the pulpit at one point what? that I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think I would let my daughter marry one of these Shaw boys. Was was said wow. from the pulpit. And I was told that my whole life growing up. I was like, okay, <laughs> I, don't, mm. I don't know how to get I around guess that. good that Cindy wasn't told that, I <laughs> yeah, suppose. Yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah, but um, so... She, she was gone that day or something. Right? When yeah, was, yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, it was before we I, were born. I know it was. <laughs> so, but, but that, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to be a, a victim here. My family, no. my family no. had other families that we looked down on too. That I that I was told from growing up that well that that family didn't quite leave. They didn't quite leave Idaho soon enough. They they weren't as faithful as mm. some who gave up more maybe or just immediately came in faith. Interesting. And so it, it's it really it went back a long ways, and I just never could figure out where the double standards come from and how do you, how do you measure Well, and see, some of it is one of the things you're saying, because this is, whenever I run into those kinds of things, I'm always kind of baffled too, but I, I grew up in small towns. Mm-hmm. Small towns are a little bit like that too. You, yeah. You can't help the fact that you did, you weren't there, you know, 70 years ago. You can't right. help that. Right. But somehow that's held against you 
Yeah. And nothing you can do about it. So it's not as though you're taken on face value. You're taken on face value plus a b- bunch of other baggage. Kind right. Of, you know, and yeah. that's kind of how, I mean, it happens other places, of course, too. But that that's one that I was pretty familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> and it is that a small town comparison, I think, is pretty, <laughs> pretty yeah. appropriate because it felt like everybody knew what everybody was doing, you know, then all it the is time. a small town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it sounds like it does sound a lot like that. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So one, one thing that uh, it really became a problem with though was uh, repentance and what my idea of repentance was, because that there was also double standards with with sin and forgiveness and things like that. And uh, two people could could fall into the same situation. They could fall to the same temptation. And one person would be, they would convince people they were sorry and they were right back in the middle in no time, it seemed like. And other people, they just didn't matter what they did. They were never going to gain acceptance back from people. Mm. And, and you couldn't figure it out. I mean, I watched part, kind of the process was that you kind of stand by yourself. If you, um, you, you humble yourself, you show that you're sorry, you stand with your head down, uh, off by yourself, but you keep showing up, you keep coming and you keep showing that you want to be there. And I'd see people do that for two church meetings and then they were back with their friends again. And I'd see people do that for years and always stand alone. Mm. And, and if you went and talked to that person in front of people, then you got confronted about why, why are you, why are you talking to that person? And I remember one person saying, I can tell by looking at him that he's not truly sorry. And so then there was no forgiveness for that person if they didn't appear truly sorry to you. And so truly sorry or not, it's the appearance of truly sorry. It's the appearance of truly sorry. Well, how do you, how can you tell by looking at someone if they're truly sorry? I don't know. You can practice you know? your truly sorry look in the mirror. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, but it comes down to that, right? It's how how does one person look? And, and really, is that what you have to do with God, right? right. That's ultimately the question is, is that when God forgives you when you're truly sorry? Is he forgive you when you are penitent enough? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what is yeah. it that you have to do to assuage uh, and to get God to forgive you? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I suppose it goes hand in hand. If you, if you believe in a works-based system if you believe that you do good things to earn God's favor then I don't know if you have to do enough good things to erase the bad thing that you've done you have or, to earn it you have to earn it back you've got to so earn it somehow you have to earn it back somehow so you yeah. have to do good I'm sure to earn it back yeah and it's um, yeah it's just not it's just not what I think the Bible says about repentance and you know we would, one more th- before we get into the repentance part of it, the the statement that was made all the time at followers that one of the verses quoted was that um, that God is not a respecter of persons, and that's the in the KJV it's in Acts ten, mm-hmm. and it and Peter saying that he knew that God was not a respecter of persons. He had 
had to be shown that in a vision that the Gentiles were going to be accepted and was what he's talking about there. But we would, we would use it back and forth in that double standard kind of way didn't add up with that. We would say God is not a respecter of persons, but then we were using that double standard all the time. And I never could figure out why we clearly were being respecters. Is that what respecter of persons means is that there's no double standard? Well, basically. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think that to truly be that, to know to show no partiality, I think, is what that is talking about. Um, that that through Jesus, I think that in Acts that Peter's saying that through Jesus, God's not showing partiality to the Jews over the Gentiles. That that everyone can be accepted into God's family through Jesus. So it's not a matter of who your family is. It's not right. a matter of what your status is no. or who what your reputation is or how much money you have or right. how good looking you are. All right. of those characteristics aren't the reasons for your acceptance is what it means to right. that God's not partial. Right. Or if I'm not partial, yeah. if I'm not partial, then those things yeah. don't matter to me either. Yeah. Or if I'm not, and that isn't that the same as if I'm not a respecter of persons. Yeah. So if I don't respect the, you know, the person's beauty or the person's money or the person's power or whatever, right. Then I'm not a respecter of persons. Yeah. So I'm not partial. Same. Yeah. Basic, same basic thing. Yeah, and and oh, okay, and Peter says that about God that He is not uh, a respecter of persons, and then James tells us that we shouldn't be either. You know, we're we're instructed okay. not to be. Um, and I just felt like that there was just constant partiality being shown, and and all those examples that I had given. So I I just. I couldn't reconcile. It was just another thing I couldn't reconcile that we're we're saying this like it's a good thing that God's not a respecter of persons, while we're just mm. being super showing partiality in extreme cases. I wow. thought um, so. Yeah, it was just it was challenging to uh, to figure out. But uh, the other thing, like I started to say, is that it when it gets into repentance and how. I started to misunderstand repentance. Repentance became, to me, looking like you're sorry. That's what it meant. You you need to look to people like you're sorry. And then I think I think if you convince people that you're sorry, then you you really are and, and God will forgive you then, I guess. Mm. I don't know. It I just don't think I had the right view of you what repentance the right was. You, well, yeah. I, no, I think I was really good at having the right look. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because no, I, I think, you know, I mean, I, when you say it that way, you look sorry enough. I, I mean, my, I remember being a kid yeah. and like, I'm in trouble. How am I going to get out of trouble? Yeah. I got to, you know, the fastest way out of trouble was to look sorry. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, and as soon as I got that kind of dialed in, then things would smooth over and I'd be better off. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. you learn, it, really, you learn it pretty young, right. don't you? I mean, but I have to admit. But you're going to say you outgrew that, right? Like, that's that's something you do as a kid. I was doing that, like, in my 40s. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm, <laughs> it's, it was, because that's... <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. 
I, first of all, I don't know what to say is whether or not I do it or not as right. an adult. So I can't even, I'm not even going to say about that. But then the fact that you're saying you did it in your 40s is kind of funny. But. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's a shameful thing, but it's, it's true. It's what, it's what I thought. Um, you, you come, a person comes up with a lot of crazy ideas when they're trying to earn God's favor, when they're trying to come up with something they can do within themselves to please God. You you come up with things. You're that, looking for a lot of things. You're yeah. looking for anything, yeah. really. Yeah. And it could be how sorry you look. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I just think, um, I think it's important that we talk about what repentance really is, because it is important. Uh, getting repentance right is very important. So if it's not being sorry enough or looking sorry, I mean, what... Yeah, how would you process it now that you've grown yeah. up? Shall we yeah. say? Well, the the first thing I would say is that if your first thought is what what does this person going to church with me think, then you're missing repentance altogether. I, it's um, what does somebody else think? What does someone else think? What does mom think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going back to when you were a kid again. Going back to how, <laughs> yeah. how I learned this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if it's horizontal, you might say, then you're mm, getting it that's wrong. Really, okay, that's really a, a good distinction, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think repentance is between you and the Lord, and yeah. and I think biblically, it from what I understand, it's more about turning away from something. It's mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's not about being sorry that you've done something. It's changing. It's it's not doing that anymore, and. Turning from yeah, and if you even think about just a healthy relationship between people, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing if I'm somehow attempting to appear maybe something I'm not or appear something in your eyes. It's a whole different thing is if I've done something wrong and I change, yeah. we're going to have a lot better relationship going yeah. forward than we are if I'm just doing the same stupid stuff pretending I'm sorry. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's I think that goes... I mean, vertically, the, the the most important repentance is vertically, but I think it also goes just if you're going to have a healthy relationship with someone you love, yeah, you're that's the way you're going to treat your wrongdoings there too. Is just to turn right. away from them and have a change of mind about that, yeah, uh, as well. So, yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think I think that primarily it's vertically for me now where before primarily it was horizontal. Well, the, 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 the horizontal yeah. thing is different. That's yeah, yeah. not what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about, but yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, it is fundamentally between you and the Lord. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the first, the first thing that I think of when, you, when you, we bring up repentance is in Acts two, I think when Peter uh, gives a sermon and, and tells all the people there at, Pentecost that this Christ whom you crucified is the Messiah. He is your Savior. And and when they are, it says they're cut to the heart. When they realize what they've done, they say, what do we do? And he says, repent and be baptized. It's He, he doesn't say, just be really sorry for what you did. It's, it's like, confess that this was wrong and change. Believe that he that Jesus is the Messiah. You killed him because you didn't believe he was the Messiah. Change your mind about that is what he's mm-hmm. talking about. It's not just 
just be sorry for what you did. Yeah, which I think is really a, a helpful thing as people are training kids too. I mean, you're, yeah. you're training them to figure out how do I repair what I've done wrong? I don't, not by pretending I'm sorry, Yeah, but by you know, changing my mind and then changing my behavior. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, it's it's just you know we we started out talking about it's it's who you know it's all about who you know and and I mean we say that in business we say that in school it's we say it everywhere and it really was the case I felt like at at followers for me at least my a lot of my uh, motivation was to become friends with the right people and that would make my life easier. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't dislike those people. I, I didn't mean anything malicious against those people that, uh, you know, the, the friendships weren't, I wouldn't say they were fake, but, but the motivation was to surround yourself with the people that you were like-minded with and that, that would put you in a position where if you did run into one of these problems, if, if sickness came or if you, if you did stumble somewhere, you'd have a good support system and you would maybe fall on the side where you'd get some extra grace from people or something. So, it, But I think, that, I think that it is a true statement that it's all about who you know, but I don't think... I think it's whether you know Jesus or not. Well, not in the sense not, that you were using it. Exactly. You would have used it before. Yeah. Right. I think it's a true statement, though, to say mm-hmm. it's all about who you know. Yeah. Like, to know Jesus is to, yeah. is to know life, for sure. Right. Yeah. So I, I just, I think it would be helpful for people to, to just, just take a step back. I mean, a lot of what, I was thinking about it this week, a lot of what we ask people to do on this podcast is to just just take a step back and and think about it just look at what you see and look at it honestly but but we're really asking people to to first say are you willing to say that I might have something wrong I might be off a little bit that that's what I needed because until I got to the point where I would say I don't have everything figured out like I, I was, I was good. I just didn't want anybody bothering me with some of that that stuff. My my brother tried. I told you about that. And uh, but that's what we're asking people to do is just honestly evaluate the situation, what's going on around you, and and just think about it because God doesn't show partiality. Do you? Uh, you know, that's that's a fair question. That's right. a fair question. And. And when you see this unfairness, when you see this um, inequitable treatment between people, this why why do we look at that person that way and not that person? You know, if you can't answer that, you know why is that? And just think about it and okay. and see that um, you don't have that with with God. You don't have that because of Jesus. You don't have. That partiality. You don't have to make the second guess about why yeah. or why not. It's not working for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I hope I did I explain that clearly. <laughs> Do you need to well, you have to clean it up a lot of times after <laughs> I don't I don't know that I have anything to clean up okay. other than to other than to say that 
you know, the, the glorious thing about uh, knowing Jesus is that you, he's not a respecter of persons. And what he'll tell us is that the person who pretends, the Pharisee or the, mm -hmm. the religious leader, is going to run into trouble, whereas the, the, the tax collector or the sinner or the prostitute is going to be welcomed. Yeah. And so it's not about how you've been doing. It's about whether or not you turn yeah. back to Jesus. And so it's it's ultimately, you know, how well do you know Jesus rather than how well do you know these other um, people who are kind of propping up your situation in life or your ego or something. And that mm -hmm. that's the way that it went, I think, or way it worked with Jesus. And that's the that's the great news is that you can land safely yeah. with Jesus and not have to worry, did I do it right or did I get this right or do I know the right people? Because yeah. you know Jesus, you will know the right people. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, I, we might have uh, mentioned this hymn on here before, but we we sing we would sing out there, "What a friend!" And it says, "What a friend we have in Jesus! All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit! Oh, what needless pain we bear! All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer." Second verses, have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And that, that one says a lot. I mean, because with all of the, the horizontal stuff that I was talking about and trying when w these relationships will fail if you if you stress them hard enough they will fail and and Jesus, Jesus won't, won't. Mm -hmm. so just yeah just uh it is all about who you know and make sure you know Jesus there you go all right well hopefully this has been helpful if you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onerightchurch.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.